Oh, boy, here we go. It is the Stretch Show on the Big 49. Welcome to the Tuesday Spectacular. Thank you so much for being here and for listening. We appreciate you guys. We're your home of Moto Rock Extreme. And we got Moto for you. In fact, coming up in moments, we're going to talk to a dude that we absolutely dig here, Justin Bam Bam Barsha. The dude is just wide open, and he is dialed in right now. Like, I've, I've never seen him. In the last three years, at least of the Big 49, Justin Barsha has never been as on point as he is right now in his career. He's got, I think, five podiums in like six or seven races, four in a row. The dude is really, really sticking it to it right now, and it's fun to watch. And then you can see how they exude that. When they get in the zone like Barsha is right now, the dude, you're going to hear something different in the interview that's coming up right now because it's all done. I always tell you there's no lie here. I'm not one-on-one with these guys. It's a press conference, and you get it, and you record the whole thing, and then you take the audio and and do what you can with it. And there's a point in here where typically you, you ask a question, no, that guy answers the question, you move on to the next question, whatever, whatever. There is a point where you'll hear everybody in the whole room laugh, and this is people online and people in the room, and... It gets into him and, and uh, Jason Anderson having a little bit of a moment on Saturday. And then you can tell everyone's laughing because Barsha's trying. He's trying to be a better person. I really believe since that guy's become a father, he's really trying to do better. And he was on double secret probation last year for being the gas gas dirty pass king. And then he's, he's really trying to be better. I truly believe that. And so... We'll talk about that and the moment he had with Anderson, who's the other gas, gas, dirty, fast rider of, of this year, at least. And he's funny. And it's so funny that both Kenny Roxon will chime in on that answer, as will Chase Sexton, because we find out there was a moment this season with Barsha and it involved Chase Sexton as he's telling the story. The whole thing is funny. It, it, he's just having fun. And it's, it's really coming out of him. And I, I love seeing it. So... I am happy to have that interview for you, for you coming up here in moments, and then we'll replay it in the final hour of the stretch show, which is 11 a.m. Pacific time. So we have that on the docket. We've got the Chase Sexton interview from yesterday, if you missed that. And then I'm going to go to Florida today, and I'm just going to pump it with the plunger. And if you pump the toilet with the plunger enough, you will get lots of logs coming back up. And we got logs rolling out of Florida today. And they're good ones. They're just... Florida's never not good, but some of these are fantastic. I mean, I got uh, something a, a teacher would always, you would always want to do. You would always think, man, if I was a teacher, that'd be fun to do. Other than you're probably going to get fired and go to jail, but it would still be fun to do. And I'm not talking about having sex with students. No, these are little kids we're talking about here. This teacher was teaching 12 and 13 year olds, and it's a lady teacher. And what she did, well, it got her fired. We'll find out if she gets charges. I have a feeling she's going to get prosecuted as well. Well, you're like, okay, that's amusing to some degree, even though horrifying if you're a parent of a kid in that class. Oh, man. And then I've got a mailman in Florida that's in trouble, and he was on to something. This dude's slick. He's he's in jail now, but he was on to something. Going to tell you about that guy. Got an old scammer, a scammer busted, a hacker scammer, uh, one of those guys that's like, you send us $5,000 in gift cards immediately. Well, a guy got sucked up in that. He got scammed into it 
and was helping scam people and the scammer got scammed by somebody else to get into the scam and the, it's incredible but yet it's like karma's a bitch and it's coming out of Florida so we'll go into that uh, bad news for Anonymous some of those guys are in trouble uh, Anonymous in trouble they're not as great as they thought they were oh boy and then I got another guy that uh, was running from the popo and he's, I got two people running from the popo today that ended up being very, very different. Uh, one guy ended up running from the popo, getting caught, and then because he got caught, he also got linked to another crime that had just happened because it's Florida. That's what happens. It's not just one, it's two, it's three, it's four things combined. Florida, Florida, Florida. Can't wait. We're going to get into all of this. It's fun. Strap it in. I'm Stretch. It's the Big 49. Justin Barsha coming up here in moments. You don't want to miss this. It involves the entire podium. And Barsha's very funny. Big 49, it is Stretch. And right now, we are going to sit down with Justin Barsha of the TLD Gas Gas team, getting a second place overall on the podium tonight in Atlanta. And Justin, this is your fourth week in a row on the box, and you are looking like you are on fire. And I'll tell you something else is fire, man. I know you and Kenny are one point away. You keep flip-flopping and really battling in the points, and it's it's not in the top three, but that's really fun to watch. Like, you and Kenny, I know you guys are friends and have a lot of respect for each other, but you guys are putting on a battle in the, you know, points so far for the championship, and it looks like it's for the number four spot, and I gotta tell you, it's it's as exciting or more exciting than the one-two battles that's going on, so how's that been with you and Kenny really going at it this year? I'm gonna go for it. I'm making this is gonna be a barn burner for fourth, baby. Let's go. Uh, me and Kenny have been having some great racing, yeah. so I think it's uh, it's exciting. I mean, yeah, it's a shame it's not for first, second, or third, but yeah. we're gonna keep it exciting for the fans and give it our all. I know we will, and it'll, it'll be fun. All right, now that's been fun to watch, but another one as a fan that's been really fun to watch is you and Jason Anderson battle this year because that has not seemed friendly, and you guys have not seemed on good terms. But today that kind of looked different. Now, granted, you had a, a really you know. Uh, pecking fight out there on the track and it looked like you had a chance to really go for it on him and you kind of held back but you didn't but then after that heat race you guys had a moment where you you sat and you talked and seemed like everything was really cool what were you saying to him at the end of that race and what was going on during that race with you not fighting back um yeah yeah i know yeah anderson i told him he rode good and i just said hey like just please don't cross jump me and but i was like hey good ride it was awesome just the one cross jump scared me a lot because it's so high speed yeah. but uh yeah he had a, a great race and uh yeah i was smart you know i kind of i seen some yeah. spots i could have went for the move but yeah knew me right right there was a few spots <laughs> but I, you know i'm how many days i'm clean am i now you're the stat guy you let's know like Whoa. i got somebody this year actually <laughs> I got, got Chase, actually, but that was not intentional, right? That's what I was saying. It wasn't intentional. Wow. I mean, it wasn't, but it happened. But, yeah, I've been clean for a while, so I've seen some opportunities, and I just was like, hey, be be cool. Don't relapse. Just a heat race. Don't, Don't relapse. relapse. And honestly, it threw me off. I was like, dude, he, was, he had, I thought you were going for it. I was going for it. Wow, Justin, were you at least thinking about it? That's not, that's a bad question. You know, but you know the answer to that question. I, I thought, but I was like, just be smart. Wow. The new Justin, I'll tell you what, the new Justin looked damn good today out there on the track. And I I got a feeling, I mean, we'd have no official word yet, but the track that you raced on today in Atlanta is going to be much like the 
uh, super motocross tracks that we'll see in the playoffs at the end of the motocross season. So are you stoked on that, comfortable on that? What did you think of the track today and, and you know, what those tracks might be like in the playoffs? That's the wild, that's a wild supercross track. So yeah. this is, I would assume, more like a super motocross track in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and I think the way probably all of our bikes handled tonight that we're all probably quite excited for what's to come. Um, right. Yeah, I was quite happy with the track. It's, uh, you know, it's... It's high speed, it's technical, but it did break down enough to where we had to, you know, yeah. pick good lines and hit our marks and do all that stuff, and yeah. um, I, I quite enjoyed it. I, I liked it actually better than Daytona, to be honest. Oh, wow. All right, well, uh, what, what's happening right now? Well, where's this this evolution of Justin Barsha come from in the last four or five weeks? Because you really have dialed it in, and you've always ridden wide open, you've always been fun to watch, but right now... You're riding that style, and you're getting on the podium and doing it consistently, and you are coming for some people, it looks like, out there on that track. So well, what's going on? I, I like to always say it's a comfort thing. Um, okay. About right around Daytona time, I got comfortable with my setup and because we were kind of searching a little bit. The bike yeah. was by no means bad, but I was just yeah. a little off from the podium pace. And then right right since Daytona, I found a little yeah. setting. And me and the bike, I, I like to call it the avatar. You know how they, <laughs> they connect to their little whatever. whatever. You're plugged yeah, in. Yeah, you just connect. You're one with the bike. And that's what I say. I'm just an avatar now. I'm connected to the bike and nice. just going to keep clicking off these podiums. I've been enjoying it. Um, just life's good. I, I'm planning on being I, I signed with the team for another two years okay. so it's kind of not really uh, yeah. out there yet but um, it's out there now so I'm stoked on that um, yeah. I'm happy, I'm enjoying racing um, fitness is good and my family's awesome and just grateful And yeah. I, I mean I, how can I be any more grateful than being on, up here on the podium with these guys and we've been at it a long time so I'm, uh, I'm having a blast I'm so stoked and ready to keep on going and try to get one of these wins here man it's uh <laughs> it's tough that there's no slouches in this class you got to yeah. be on your a game and um just enjoying it all right justin and as you're dialed in now and we're heading towards the end of the supercross season you are you carrying some confidence going into the outdoor with how you know plugged in you are to that bike on your avatar motorcycle right now Definitely. Um, I was definitely really happy with uh, how the bike felt today because, yeah, yeah. and it's it was a hot race today. So outdoors, I'm really looking forward to that. We yeah. did um, testing on the off week, and uh, again, the, we went from the Supercross to the outdoors. The bike felt really comfortable. So yeah. Um, definitely, yeah, extremely excited about outdoors, um, Super Motocross, and obviously we have a few races left to try to, you know, get get a couple of these wins and keep on the podium. So, yeah, there's yeah. a... A lot of good, good stuff going on on the whole TLD Gas Gas Factory Race team. I'm enjoying it. You know, we're, I'm really enjoying just as a fan, just seeing how happy you are right now. How, like, your career is just coming together to this culmination of you kicking ass. But the best you've definitely been since you've been on Gas Gas, and you've been fire, man. And and, and I don't know what it is or what's the one thing or if it's everything, but it's great to see this. What would you say it is? I mean, it's, like I said, the, the comfort on the bike. Yeah. I mean, yeah, my family's great. The, the, having a baby at the races is incredible. I love it. He's awesome. Um, but it's just uh, just everything's come, come together. Um, yeah. A lot of hard work. The team working extremely hard. And I, I'll be honest, confidence. Once you hit a podium and then yeah. it just keeps snowballing, snowballing, snowballing. When I, when I come into the race, I feel confident. I know I'm going to be fast. And it's funny, before the season started, I, my goal was to um, be top five in practice slot because I can never barely crack <laughs> the top ten in practice. So uh, I've been 
hitting the hitting the, the, yeah. the board a lot in practice, which that makes me real happy, and that just nice. makes my day good. And uh, yeah, the confidence is up there, the comfort on the bikes up there, family's good, and life's good, you know. All right, uh, it, life is good, and Justin Barsha, congratulations on another podium today, and just just looking so overall happy in in your entire situation, and it's really good to see. We wish you continued success. Thank you for your time, and we'll touch base with you. Uh, what'll be a home race for you next week as we head up into the New York area for the first time this season, and I uh, can't wait to see how you do in front of your hometown crowd. I am Stretch. This is the Big 49 your home of Moto Rock Extreme. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Being massive fans of both Supercross and Motocross here at the 49, really we have one goal, and that is to grow the sport across the world and see it just get bigger and bigger because the bigger that Moto gets, the better it is for the Big 49. And this is really cool. Justin Bogle, a.k.a. Chief Luca, is heading back to racing. The World Supercross announced yesterday that he is a confirmed rider for this summer's World Supercross event. So congratulations to him. It's very exciting to see how Supercross as a sport itself is growing around the world. And we can't wait to see how these current and former American Supercross riders stack up against these international riders that are really new to the sport of stadium racing. So shout out to Mr. Boggle. Can't wait for this summer and see what happens with the World Supercross. I am Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9. It is a Stretch show. It is uh, that time to get into our Florida stories. Before I start though, I got a sidebar because I always sidebar because I'm a rancher. You know I scream into this microphone on a daily basis of, hey, never try to hire a hitman online. Never go online and try to hire a hitman because it's blatantly obvious it's not uh, people that are in that business, it's law enforcement that have those posts, or it's a law enforcement guy posing as a hitman. It's never, you never get a hitman. And then if you're trying to be a hitman, we had that story yesterday about a Tennessee National Guardsman that was trying to get a job as a hitman. It was not a place to post your application. No, it was the law. He's busted, going to prison, trying to be a murder for hire. Don't ever do it. Well, equally, as I go through YouTube videos every day, let me tell you this one. I'm getting sick. I almost punched my computer in the face today, and, and I, I refrain. I'm getting older. I'm like Justin Barsha. I'm getting wiser. It's a kinder, gentler stretch, and I'm, I'm dialing it back, and I'm, I'm maintaining myself. And here's what I know. If anyone ever, a video pops up and they say, I, I make $10,000 a day. It's, it's so easy. It's simple. It's I don't even do anything. I just have a website that makes 10,000. Yeah, BS. BS. Don't click on that. BS. It's BS. Here, you buy my video on how to make $10,000 a day, and you can too. No, if someone tells you I make $200 a day, I would be ecstatic with $100, $200 additional income today. Let alone these MFers who are like, it's $10,000 a day, and it's just it's so easy to do, and I do it on YouTube with my phone. Yeah, eat a giant bowl of donkey penises because that is not true and I want to punch you, I want to find you, I want to ring your doorbell and I want to punch you in the cock and balls and then knee you in the face when you're down because it is BS. Get off my damn computer. YouTube needs to fix this crap because I'm sick of these videos that are just absolute BS. It's like you guys should, there should probably be a better screening process to your BS videos. 
Because I'm pretty sure that's false advertising. I'm not going to do what this guy's doing. I'm not going to make $10,000 a day. And if I was making $10,000 a day, I wouldn't tell you guys how to do it. You think I'd come on here and say, dude, I'm making money on the 49 and I need to make more money on the 49. And if I found the formula to really kick it in, I wouldn't tell you. I would just be like, yeah, the 49 hard work and determination is paid off. That would be true. I wouldn't go on and say, okay, here's exactly what I did. So I called this client and I got this client to hook up with this client. And then we got money from the two in through, but it's like one account. And I wouldn't tell you guys how we did it. I would just tell you, yeah, we're doing for finally hard work and determination paid off. I'm not sharing my secret. I'm not giving you my... No one's giving you their secret. Their secret is getting suckers to pay them to watch their effing videos. That's the secret. Oh, my God. I want to punch these people. All right. Let me get back to my What the Florida story. I'm back this up right now. I'm mad. I'm mad now. I got fired up watching that stupid video before my Roger and Zap video popped on so I could just get my gangsta lean on while I told you guys a nice little What the Florida story. Fistful of Florida. It is a fistful of Florida day. And I'm going to break it down for you. Oh, my God. Let's go with this one. I'm still angry. Let me find my story I want to start with. How about this guy? He's out of Clewiston, Florida. And he stole a car. And he was running from the 5-0. And the 5-0 got him. And then he got out and ran. And then they arrested him. And the guy's like, I need... Uh, I need an ambulance because I've been shot. And they're like, we didn't shoot you. There was no shots fired. What are you talking about? And sure enough, he had a gunshot wound on him. Well, then they went back to a earlier call they had in the evening, just a little bit before the stolen car uh, chase happened. And there was an arcade. I didn't know there were still arcades in existence. I don't know where there are any arcades, but there was an arcade there in Florida on the Sugarland Highway. And a guy went in there with a gun and tried to rob all the people in the arcade. Now, you know what people in arcade have? A pocket full of quarters, five or six bucks. So it shows you this guy wasn't incredibly intelligent. You know what this arcade had? It also had an armed guard. And he saw the man with the gun and the mask robbing the customers, and he shot one time. The dude then ran out of the store. Well, apparently the dude was that dude, and he was hit by the bullet, and he dropped his BB gun. He didn't even have a real gun. He drops his BB gun, he runs, he then steals a car later, a completely separate incident, and the 5-0 realized, hey, this is the guy from earlier. He's got a bullet hole in him where that security guard shot him. So... Ha ha, that's funny. You deserve what you got. I'm glad you got shot, and I'm glad you're going to jail, and I hope it hurt like a mofo, you mofo. Dumbass Floridian idiot. All right, I've got more Florida stories, but here's what we're going to do. I'm going to come back next. I'm going to give you the Texas story today that is so Florida. So Florida. But it comes out of Texas, and I'm just going to keep it in the theme of it's a Florida Tuesday on the stretch show fistful of Florida today, man. You're getting doses even though this next one is coming from Texas. It's good. It's a teacher. She's in big trouble. She's going to go to jail, but she hasn't gone to jail yet. Been fired from her job. But she's going to go to jail. I promise you. It's solid. It's a big 49. Big, big, big. big. The big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Saturday during the 250 main event in Atlanta. Star Racing Yamaha's Nate Thrasher had a pretty gnarly crash and got hauled out on a stretcher 
He gave an update on his condition yesterday, and it is not great. He said after the hard crash, he had a dislocated hip and he broke his collarbone. He says they were able to put his hip back into place, and then after they got a CAT scan, they noticed a few bone fragments, so he's probably going to have to have surgery. We wish him the best of luck and a speedy recovery. I am Stretch, another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Ah, uh, here we go. It's the Big 49. It is time to drop a good story on you coming out of Texas today that's very, very, very Florida. And tell me, as sick and twisted as this is, and if you were a parent in this class, you would be horrified and you'd want this teacher's uh, ass, if you will. But as a sick and twisted dude, you're like, oh, man. Honestly, the videos. A substitute teacher at a Texas middle school. She is dealing with 12 and 13-year-old kids. And no one would have believed this, and she would have got away with it, too, if it wasn't for the meddling kids. Apparently, the teacher decides, you know what we're going to have right now is we're going to have Fight Club. That's what we're going to do. And she's on video. A kid has a, a, a female student in the class took her phone under the desk and kind of turned it up and filmed her. And that's how she got caught. She held it down in her lap and filmed her on the down low. And the kids seemed to be into this, but she had Fight Club. And she cleared the desks in the room, pushed them all back, had another kid say, hey, you stand guard here at the door, and if anybody comes, let us know, and we'll stop it. And then she got kids to fight, beat the hell out of each other. Like, I mean, they're bloody kids. They're 12, 13 years old, but they were punching each other in the face and going to town. And this teacher just was, like, all gung-ho for it, sitting there. They didn't name the teacher. We don't have her name yet. They did say that she is no longer employed by the school district there. And uh, she is Kimbrough Middle School is where this happened. They named the school. They didn't name the kids. Obviously, they're juveniles. But they did not name the teacher yet. They just said she has been uh, relieved of duties and will no longer be able to be a teacher in the state of Texas. So she's got some problems going on. But this lady was having Kitty Fight Club in her classroom just for craps and giggles. Come on. Come on. Tell me you wouldn't do that. As a parent, you ever want to have Fight Club with your kids? All right, here you go. Line up with each other. See, I couldn't do that because my son was a giant uh, Sasquatchian gorilla. And then my other kid is a girl. and They're 10 years apart and it would have been bad. Thank God my daughter's not a Mongo like my son. My son is a giant Mongo humongous so that would have been bad that would have been super super bad but uh you know you think of it if you have like five or six kids you're like i'm gonna let these kids fight it out they start fighting you sit and watch for a minute you're like oh yeah yeah oh man i tell you that's why younger kids if you're the youngest kid in your family chances are you're the biggest scrapper you're the one that can fight the best you're the one that is the toughest typically because you've had your ass beat by people bigger and stronger than you your whole life that's what happens and you got to deal with it. That's how I turned uh, my Mongo son into uh, quite the tough guy as an adult. Um, I was doing uh, BJJ back in the day before I became old and realized I was getting hurt all the time. And I'm not even fighting getting hurt. I'm talking about just training getting hurt. And so I was doing it. And then he's like, Dad, I want to do it. I like that UFC and wrestling. I like WWE. I want to be a professional wrestler, Dad. And then I took him to the UFC, and then he was hooked on that. And then he's like, oh, I'll be a fighter. And I'm like, all right, you want to come learn how to do this? Come on. So I brought him to class, and I'm like, here's the deal, though. You only get a fight with me. 
I'm not kidding. Granted, he was the size of a grown-ass man at 13, 14 years old, but I made him fight with me, and I would beat his ass. And I'd be like, all right, this is he's going to stop. No, it just made him better. It just made him better, and it made him stronger, and it made him really good at it. And then he got to the point where like, all right, well, I'm going to hand you off to the teacher of uh, our gym now because you're a handful. Yeah, I created a monster with that kid. Good news is he's the most mellow, nicest, docile child ever. And really, I'm I'm certain, would never hurt anyone that didn't deserve it. If I found out he hit someone, I'd be like, dude, what did they do? Or, 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 or you know, what were they doing for you to intervene? He got in trouble by the uh, police a little while ago because a homeless guy was basically harassing the crap out of two uh, teenage girls that happened to be uh, black girls and... This was a white guy, and he was dropping in bombs on him and following him down the street, screaming it. And my son intervened, um, much to the detriment of the homeless guy. And then the police came and were mad at my son. And my son's like, "F you, do your job." Nothing happened because it's hard to get arrested anymore for anything. And the guy didn't want to press charges because he knew he was wrong, and the girls were the witnesses. But I will tell you, insanity flies, man. Insanity flies. Oh boy. So, Fight Club in a... Come on, Fight Club in a junior high class? You would you would be appalled by it and disgusted by it. You wouldn't want to be the organizer of it. But if there's a video, you might want to watch that video. I watched that video. I'm not going to lie. I did. All right, up next, let's get back to actual Florida. It is the Fistful of Florida Tuesday on The Stretch Show, and we got stories of just dumb shittery. It's everywhere. It's the Big 49. Man, Alright, this is kind of cool and smart all at the same time with corporate giants doing all kinds of things lately to piss off their customers. I'm pretty sure that Jack in the Box is spot on with this one. They have now joined Weed Maps. So if you're getting your weed and you're using the Weed Maps app, you can now find the closest Jack in the Box so that you can get your munchies on as soon as you are done getting your weed on. So shout out to Jack in the Box. That's one I don't think anyone's going to be mad at. All right, the band Soundgarden and the estate of Chris Cornell have been battling for a very long time over rights to music and money and whatnot, and it looks like they have finally come to an amicable resolution in that matter, and they reached it out of court. They announced that yesterday that the band Soundgarden and Vicky Cornell, which is Chris's widow, have reached that agreement, so it's good to see that they can move on and just, you know, worry about the music and the fans at this point. And the Philadelphia Eagles have backed up the Brinks truck, if you will, to their quarterback, Jalen Hurts. They just announced a $255 million deal that will carry him through the 2028 season with $179 million of that guaranteed. That means Jalen Hurts gets $51 million a year, basically, and is now the highest paid player ever in the history of the NFL. Way to go for a former Roll Tide quarterback. The Man Entertainment with Stretch. Big 49, it is a Stretch show. Welcome to my fistful of Florida Tuesday. What the Florida WTF? It is mostly all Florida today. Got Moto in Florida. And by the way, most of Moto lives in Florida, so it all ties together. It's fleeing California in droves. Right now, I'm going to tell you about a mailman in Florida. He's in jail. But this guy was on to something. I don't really buy his story. Fort Myers, Florida. 
53-year-old Theodore Garlow has been sentenced to five years in prison for possessing and distributing more than 400 grams of fentanyl. Now remember, fentanyl, this is real. This is real. So many people die from accidental fentanyl overdoses, and it's exactly what this guy was spreading. Two milligrams of fentanyl can kill you. Two milligrams. This guy had 400 grams. You're like, that's not that much. It's a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot is what it is. And here's what happened. He was getting a package delivered to his house, and it was intercepted by the postal inspector. They searched. There's most drug dealers, and I know this from working in rehab and talking to a hell of a lot of drug addicts. I know more drug addicts than not, it seems like. And most of them just straight up, they would order their drugs and have them shipped to their house. And there'd be a FedEx package or a UPS package or whatever it was, or a U.S. mail package, and it would have their drugs in it. And they would just have it done. So this guy was a mailman. And he had a package come into his house that got intercepted by the postal inspector. And they called him and said, hey, we had a package. He then went to that post office to try to get it. And then they realized, hey, uh, this is, you know, what's going on? So they had found out there were drugs in the package and they intercepted it. That was the deal. And then they start checking this guy and they come to his house with a search warrant and the postal police, you don't want to mess with the postal police. They'll catch you. And upon searching, they find out this guy had some packages and he knew he was busted at that point. So he went ahead and turned them over and he told them, all right, here they are. Um, I have uh, been distributing these packages that I get through the mail of Percocet, Oxycontin, and some other pills that help people sleep. And they were in baggies and then he had these separate postal envelopes that were marked and then he would go out and deliver these things. So they would send it to him, and then he would then bag them and then bring them back and redistribute them to people on a list. And they're like, all right, so what's the deal? What what drug dealer are you working for? And he's like, oh, no, I just got a text, an anonymous text. And someone asked me if I wanted to make more money and told me how I could do it. And I said, sure, I'm down. I got to pay my mortgage and everything. You know, I'm not, the, not a rich man being a, a postal carrier. And that's how it was going. So this guy got contacted by someone he claims to be anonymously contacted via text. So they knew he was a mailman. And they're like, here's the deal. We're going to send you these packages. People need these to sleep. Use, distribute them, and we'll pay you per package. And he was making a nice little side income, doing his job, only stuffing the envelopes with illegal drugs, which, oh, yeah, the Percocet and the Oxycontin and all that, it was all fentanyl. None of it was what it looked like and that's what kills people that is the stuff that kills people so you think you're buying some Percocet you're like man I got pain and I can't get the prescription from my doctor anymore uh, you know what I'll go online I'll order some Percocet from like some offshore pharmacy and then they find a guy like this to deliver it then you get it you take one two whatever if you're a real drug addict and you've really been taking Percocet you're probably taking like 10 or 11 and it is lights out you are dead D-E-A-D dead because it is really fentanyl and it is not Percocet it is not Oxycontin it is insane there is no more if you're getting Oxycontin now I promise your ass it's fentanyl there is no more Oxycontin they stopped making it after all the lawsuits and all the heat from the government and the 
fact that that drug single-handedly brought the opioid epidemic to America is a big, big deal. And that was all pushed through by doctors and big pharma. And that's the truth. And then when people couldn't get on Oxy anymore and they started realizing there was a problem and they were trying to, you know, walk it back, people just switched to heroin. You know what was going on at that time? The war in Afghanistan. You know what's the number one supplier of heroin in the world? Afghanistan, the poppy seeds that they needed over there. And then they say, the rumors are, that the government was bringing the crap in. And I wouldn't doubt it, knowing the way how shady our government is. And then people got hooked on heroin, which was really, really... Well, they were already hooked on heroin, which is basically Oxycontin. And then it was really cheap to get heroin. So then the heroin epidemic exploded. And now we've evolved from heroin to fentanyl, which is even cheaper to make. The drug dealers want to make... Uh, more money off of less product and moving less product. You move very small amount of fentanyl, which is equal to a lot of heroin. So that is is what's going on out there. It's a crazy-ass world. And this mailman in Florida was taking the stuff, repackaging it, then going around and delivering it. And you're like, that's the mailman. It's, you know, everything's fine. He's, I'm just delivering packages. It was a good plan until he got caught getting his supply through the mail like an idiot. Insane, insane, insane. All right, coming up next, tell you what, let's get back to Moto. We're going to break out. We're going to talk to Chase Sexton. If you missed that interview yesterday, a really good interview. And that is Chase right after the Atlanta Supercross victory when he ran a really good solid race. And then we'll get back to more Florida stories. It's all Florida all the time. It's the Big 49. Big, 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 the big 49 moto minute brought to you by LBZ. Today in the moto minutes, it seems like I'm just dishing bad news on riders with really big injuries. Well, how about this? Here's some good news. Zach Osborne, who has dedicated himself to full-time outdoor off-road racing, has come back from injury. He had an elbow injury, was out for a lot of the season, and he is now not only back on the bike, but he is behind the gate and racing once again. So Zach Osborne aboard that Yamaha is definitely a threat no matter what that guy's doing. Shout out to him. Glad to see he is back and made a full recovery. I am Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ. Coming up one hour from now. Ah, Big 49. Every day I'm hustling. Let's go to Florida, home of the Rick Ross, former correctional officer, turned yayo slinger, turned rapper, turned big old pimp, now has a mansion in Atlanta where he lives, roll around his Rolls Royces, taking my inspiration from Rick Ross when I become a slanger, if I got a slang, I got a slang, and then I'll be living in Atlanta in a big old mansion going, ha ha, screw you 49, I'm rich, like Dave Chappelle, I'm rich, bitch, ah <laughs> oh, boy. Stuck to this guy taking a page from Rick Ross, only he's 81-year-old white man from Port Orange, Florida, because everything happens in Florida. This story's tough to follow. Follow along. So this 81-year-old Port Orange, Florida man has been arrested for his role in a scam. And they say he got involved in 2021. His name is Bobby Crosby. And he lived there in Port Orange with his wife. And it was the typical scams. Hey, you owe us money. They would call. They call. They call. They call. They're overseas. These guys were all in Nigeria. And they call and they say, hey, we kidnapped your kid. Send us money. Hey, you owe us money. Hey, this is the IRS. Send us $2,000 in gift cards. And then they just milk people. It's scams. And then 
Now, these guys were overseas. It's hard to get gift cards and money and things like that. And you also don't want to ship straight to you or you're going to get caught. So what they did is they set up a fake, um, I'm guessing like Facebook page of a lady who then contacted this 81-year-old man and kind of set it up like they had like a little romantic thing going on, like she was down with him. And this dumb, fat, bald, 81-year-old idiot uh, fell for the scam. So he got scammed into helping with a Nigerian scam to where whenever they scam people, they would have the people mail the crap to him. And then he would package it up and mail the crap to them in Nigeria. So he was the middleman. And by the way, that's a recipe for getting caught. They say he would then take most of the money he received into his local bank account and he typically redrew the money and he forwarded it to Bitcoin accounts provided by the Facebook Messenger contact. So they were they were shutting it down at that point. So he would get the money if it was money, put the money in his account, then take the money out of his account, put it into a Bitcoin account through a Facebook Messenger contact. And the whole time, by the way, he thought like he had like a little thing going on with this lady and he was getting scammed. They say uh, Crosby asked police several times for the address of the victims once he realized what he was doing. According to them, he suddenly got remorse and he still had money and he wanted to give it to him. Only he really lied. After they came and interviewed him and they're like, why is your address showing up in a online scam? And he kind of came clean like, oh, I don't know. This lady contacted me and told me this, this and this. And he lied. Well, I guess he started having guilt when he realized they were scamming other elderly people out of their life savings. He later contacted the police to say, oh, no, I found out I'd been receiving the money from an unknown female who I didn't know, but she was defrauding victims in different parts of the United States. He says he usually spoke with the person only on social media prior to being sent money, during which time he was told how to send those shipments to her. He also explained that he had been told he was helping process, quote, government forms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got scammed. He got scammed by a scammer and then was helping scammers scam other people. Yeah, police said Crosby had planned to keep the money for himself if the female didn't contact him again. Remember, he was in love. But upon learning about the fraud investigation, he now had a sudden, uh, you know, got a conscience and decided he wanted to give the money back. So he then called the police and said, no, I still have $11,000. They were able to link that eleven grand back to a victim, but they're guessing he had at least well over a quarter million dollars in the, in the last two years that he processed for this criminal gang over in Nigeria as he got scammed by the scammers because he was a dumbass old man. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to scam old people out of their money and use an old person to help us scam them. <laughs> Old people are stupid. Technology is not your friend, old people. Don't make friends on social media. Don't answer your phone. Stay home and watch, I don't know, reruns of the Mike Douglas show or something because you guys are a risk to yourself. Man. There you go. Port Orange, Florida. Shout out to him. I'm going to get out of Florida. I'm going to lay off of Florida now. I don't. I have a fun story. I'll tell you about. I'll do two stories next. I'll tell you about a pizza man in um, Brookhaven and then I'm going to tell you about uh, some police action going on in the Netherlands 
Well, pretty good stories. It's the Big 49. Big 49. It is a stretch show right here on a big old Tuesday, man. Right now, I'm going to talk about a regulator. This is a great video. It happened in Brookhaven, Pennsylvania. This guy's 29 years old. His name's Tyler. That's all they name him as in the article. His name is Tyler. They did a news story on him. He's a pizza delivery guy for a place called Coco's Pizza in Brookhaven, Pennsylvania. And I just liked it. So in the video, it's a ring doorbell footage. And the guy is parked his car in the street. He's delivering pizza. Gets out of his car. He's got two pizzas stacked on top of each other. And he's walking to the front door. And right when he gets to the porch, you can see he's looking behind him because there's some type of loud uh, disturbance. And it is the police chasing a car coming around the corner. So he walks out to the yard to see what's going on. And then right as they pass him, the car crashes into a pole. The cop cars come swarming up and the guy jumps out of the car and runs. He's being chased by the police and he is a car theft suspect. This guy's just standing there on the sidewalk of this house, just like watching this whole thing. And the guy literally runs right past him, like within five feet of him. But only when the guy gets really close, Tyler just runs out and just leg sweeps the dude, just kicks him across the, the ankles. And the dude flips face first down and the cops pile on him and arrest him. And then the, it's cool. Here's what I like. The cops are high-fiving the guy. And then the cops are like, dude, you ever want a job? We'd, we'd love to use you. And he's like, I just did what any normal person would do. I disagreed. Most people would. They would just get back and be like, oh, no. So that was a cool story. And he didn't drop the pizza. He said, I wasn't going to pay for those pizzas and I hadn't been paid for them yet or delivered them. So I wasn't going to drop them. He literally leg sweeps the dude, puts the dude down, then walks up to the door and hands the pizza to the people and gets the money. So he's not going to get in trouble. Uh, bad news. What I don't like about that story is we know where this guy works. And if Mr. Bad Guy wants to come get him or Mr. Bad Guy's friends, that could be really bad. And that would suck. All right. And my other story for this segment, I'm giving you a twofer because I keep running out of room. Uh, the Dutch police, that's the Netherlands, they basically found a website operating out of the Netherlands and it was anonymous. Anonymous had a bunch of their people in there. So what they did is when they took it over, they got all the names and addresses. And although they knew these people were all operators within the anonymous hacking program, they didn't they couldn't link them to individual crimes or anything that they had done. And remember, Anonymous, they do some funny stuff, but they like to hack big, uh, high-profile people or companies and leak out sensitive information. And they, they they feel they're almost like a Robin Hoodish, like the steal from the rich and give to the poor kind of thing, or blow up the info of someone that they politically disagree with. And they're still hackers, and they're still illegal what they do. And so the cops got all their information and then they they basically wrote a strongly worded letter to all of them and said, you're not as anonymous as you think you are. Uh, we know who you are and you need to cease your cyber activities immediately or suffer the consequences with the, with the justice system. And it's funny, but... They look at that. I would imagine if you were a member of Anonymous, you have a sense of arrogance about you because you were high-tech sophisticated. And then all of a sudden you get that letter in the mail and you're like, oh, crap. And it's from the actual police in the Netherlands, from the government. You got that letter telling you, knock your crap off. Now, do you think they knock it off? I'll bet you most of them don't. And trust me, they know who they are. They're now watching all of them. They're probably investigating every name on that list. And they're going back through their 
bank accounts and all that stuff and trying to see what they've done and where they've been involved. And they will come back around and some people on that list will be prosecuted. But as of now, they're just trying to get them to curtail their criminal activity online as hackers. So that's pretty funny, too. All right, coming up next is the final hour of the stretch show, rolling into the lunchtime, the best time of the day, besides breakfast time and dinner time. And we will get into, uh, once again, the Justin Barsha interview from earlier in the show. And then I'll pack it up and get out of here because that's what I do best. Pack it up, pack it in. I'm Stretch. It's the Big 49. Big, 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 the Big 49 Moto Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Another Supercross rider that was having a really great season and then after a crash is done for the season is Cameron McAdoo of that Pro Circuit Kawasaki team. He gave us an update yesterday on social media, says he's been quiet on the socials ever since he had surgery a week ago to repair his shoulder, says he's feeling better and the doctors are happy on how everything looks and he's looking forward to starting therapy in the next couple weeks. He probably won't be back on the bike for a while. We wish Cameron McAdoo the best and a speedy full recovery so we can see him back on that Kawasaki. I'm Stretch, another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49, it is a Stretch Show. Time to get up out of here for a Tuesday. Rolling into the hump day tomorrow, we will talk to Mr. Kenny Roxon. Kenny Roxon, not a fan of the Moto Man. I don't know if you're aware of that. Had a little incident on the Moto Minute just yesterday. Kenny does... He's not feeling Moto Man, does not want to talk about Moto Man, does not want to see Moto Man, and I don't blame him. I feel the same way. It's maybe why Kenny and I have such a bond. Ah, Moto Man has a, has a way of rubbing you the wrong way. Making you want to punch him in his little ginger nuts, I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, man. In the meantime, get ready for big stuff coming from the Big 4-9. Big 4-9 is just... Lingering around, man. We're lingering around, getting ready to strike. And the Big 49's got something we've been working on for a really long time that's coming very soon that's going to surprise a lot of people. And I think people think something is coming, but it's not what they think is coming that's coming. It's like, you're looking over here, you're looking over here, you're looking at the left, and you're about to get hit with the right. It's going to be fun. I'm excited about that. I can't wait. I wish we could speed things up, but we can't. I know I've been saying this for a while, but it's coming. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, that is where we are. Oh, man. After Wednesday, we'll get into the 250 riders. We'll bang that out. Very excited about this weekend's Supercross event in the Meadowlands where it's New York, New Jersey area right there. They call it the Tri-State area. It's New York, New Jersey, Connecticut all kind of come together down to that point. And everyone from that area, this is their only Supercross for the entire Northeast. So a lot of people in that area, a lot of people from Pennsylvania will come up. Going to be really, really cool. And it's a, like a home race for Barsha. So shout out to him. Hope he gets, I'd love to see Barsha win this weekend. I would absolutely love it. All right, I'm getting out of here. I'm going to talk to uh, you knuckle draggers tomorrow. See what kind of crap I can dig up. I still didn't get to all my stories. I got stories left from today's show that I'll just regurgitate tomorrow. That's what I'll do. I'm great at that. Regurgitating. Drink some beers. Regurgitate. <laughs> I got a weed story I didn't get to today. 
I got a weed story in the entertainment though. That was cool, but I got well, it wasn't. It was weed related. Shout out to Jack in the box. I like what you do, Jack. Keep up the good work. I'm stretch. I'll talk to you knuckleheads tomorrow. Till then, God bless you all, and God bless the United States of America. <laughs>